Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook as we continue our study on the Mass. We have just finished the offertory, and now we get to the part of the Mass in which the priest prays over the gifts. So you'll notice that your posture as the people of God, everyone but the priest is seated at this point, of course, outside of the altar servers. So the priest holds up the paten, or the dish to which the host is on, and says these beautiful words. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. The people's response is, Blessed be God forever. So what's the importance of this prayer? Well, first and foremost, we bless God. Lord of all creation. So recognizing that everything comes from him. So friends, we're recognizing that it is these gifts that came from God and we return them to God in thanksgiving. And we tell God that we believe that he is going to transform them from bread and later wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ to give us life. That's why we call it the bread of life. But we do not eat bread. When we consume the Eucharist, it looks like bread, smells like bread, tastes like bread, not bread. Looks like wine, tastes like wine, smells like wine, not wine. So very important that we recognize that. And the people's response, blessed be God forever, suggests that God be praised forever. So then he holds the chalice and says similar but different words. He takes the chalice and is about to pour the wine and water into the chalice. He does this before the people. So you see what is taking place. And he can say this quietly or aloud. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. So again, this prayer itself suggests both the human and divine side of Jesus. So as the wine's poured in, signifying the divinity of Jesus and a little bit of water, the humanity. And so as it is mixed together in the main chalice, and if there are multiple chalices, this is done in each chalice, then the priest takes the chalice and redirects the prayer to God. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. And once again we respond, blessed be God forever. So similar to the prayer over the bread, we bless God, we thank him for all that he does and all that he gives to us, especially this wine to which human beings have participated in from the grape to the cup, and then it will become our spiritual drink. Because again, we believe when consumed that it is not wine, it is the blood of Jesus Christ. And so the people's response yet again is, blessed be God forever. May we thank him forever for this greatest gift we will receive, the gift of the Eucharist. 
Then following that, friends, you will see the priest bow down before the altar and say these words either quietly or aloud. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. So the bowing is significant. The bowing suggests that the priest and all of us are not worthy to be in the presence of God. So the bowing is this idea of bowing before his majesty, but also bowing because we are unworthy to be before him. We are unworthy to be in his presence. And so by accepting our humble spirit and our contrite heart, which means a heart that is full of sorrow for what we've done, may we be accepted by you, O Lord. So this idea of God choosing to allow us to be in his presence and that the sacrifice we offer him is pleasing. This is the only sacrifice that God wishes to receive for the reparation of sin. Human beings, no. Animals, no. Other important items, no. Gold, silver, no. Only the body and blood of his son on the cross is the only atoning sacrifice that God accepts for the forgiveness of sin. And so we recognize that we are the cause of the crucifixion of Jesus And we are also grateful for the crucifixion and sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Following that prayer, the priest then stands off to the side and washes his hands. Now, this is one of the most misunderstood parts of the Mass. Whenever I ask people, why does the priest wash his hands? I get one of two answers. One, so that way his hands are clean as he's about to touch the Eucharist. Wrong. Other people think they're smart. Oh, I know what it is, Father Rico. What's that? It's because Pontius Pilate washed his hands in the scriptures, so that's why the priest is washing his hands. Wrong. I mean, definitely that happened in the scripture, but that's not why it's being done at the time. And so the priest prays this prayer quietly or aloud. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So does this mean that the priest doesn't have to go to confession as he asks God to wash away and wipe away his sins? No. The priest must go to confession. I go to confession. I try every two or three weeks. Sometimes if I'm in the state of mortal sin, more regularly. Confession is something that none of us can opt out of. It's a great sacrament of healing none of us should want to opt out of. It's so great. I want more of God's grace, especially when I fall down in my sin. So this recognizes that even the consecrated hands of a priest are sinful. And so his hands specifically are not worthy to touch the Lord. So this is a recognition for the priest of his own sinfulness, his own unworthiness, and that we ask God to wash me clean so that I may be pure in his sight to be able to handle the precious body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So even if the priest is in a state of mortal sin, it does not block you, the people of God, from receiving the graces of that Mass. If the priest is not in a state of sin, he's in a state of grace, then all glory be to God, for he is celebrating that Mass worthily. And so very important. So the washing of the hands is to signify 
our need to be cleansed of our sins, specifically the priest who is celebrating that Mass. Okay? Then, friends, the priest comes back to the altar and says, Pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. So again, we need to ask God to accept this sacrifice. God doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't have to do anything. So we pray that he will accept this sacrifice. We pray that he will acknowledge that we need him, our dependency on him, though unworthy. And so the priest says these words by himself, but all the people now stand and say as a sign of respect, May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. So just as the prayer suggests, may the Lord accept this at your hands, Father, as the priest of our parish, for his praise and glory of God's name, but for also for our good and the good of his church. So we see that the Mass is not just celebrated for the people present, The glory of the Mass is for the glory of God, first and foremost, the people present, number two, and then also for the world. So whether Mass is celebrated by the priest privately or there are 17 zillion people present at the Mass, think of papal events that often will have millions or at least hundreds of thousands of people, right? The Mass is just as important as it brings glory to God and helps us to grow in holiness as we worship him. And then our response is, Amen, meaning, yes, I believe. So this concludes the part that we call the prayer over the gifts. Very important that we give praise to God, we thank him for the offering, we ask him to accept it, and that as the priest prepares to have the bread and wine transformed while his consecrated and yet sinful hands touch the Lord, He's asking for that cleansing that, again, is only totally done in confession as he must go, as we all must go. But that nonetheless, we are preparing for this great celebration of the sacrifice of Jesus before our very eyes. For God's Playbook, friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.